Well, welcome. It is What's Up Cuz, and I'm Dr. David Brock. I'm a Pittsburgh native born and raised here in the city of Pittsburgh, and I'm excited to bring to you the first broadcast of What's Up Cuz, a podcast with you in mind. And I'm excited about this. Uh, as I said, I'm Dr. David Brock. I'm a local pastor here in the Pittsburgh area, also a uh, former um, worker in the child welfare arena, still working that arena and just many things that are on my heart. But I am excited about this podcast called What's Up Cuz. And it's a playoff of the word. You remember when we were in the hood and we would greet each other, or we would see somebody and we'd say, hey, what's up, cuz? And you didn't have to necessarily be their family member. But yet and still, it was a greeting that kind of just showed connection to that individual. Well, I'm excited because I do have one of my cousins, a wonderful, uh, just a supreme being, a man telling you who is here with us. And she is the co-founder and co-host of What's Up Cuz, my cousin, the one and un- only, the one and only Dr. Sharon McDaniel. Doc, why don't you say hello, greet people and introduce yourself? All right. What's up, cuz? How you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. And so, as you said, I'm Dr. Sharon McDaniel and um, just delighted to be here with you today at as we launch this podcast that is so important to us. So just incredible, incredible, incredible. I'm telling you, I'm excited about it. And I'm telling you, when we we were talking, what happened, some of you guys, some people say, well, everybody's doing a podcast. Well, how did this come about? And, you know, uh, it was funny because often I would uh, travel or if, if, Doc, you were traveling and we hadn't talked to each other in a while, we would call each other and then we would start talking and then 12 hours later we realized we've still been on the phone catching up on everything and so uh, how was this and why did this come about why did you want to do this podcast yeah like you said as we were just talking you know if we had if there was a gap we would talk and it was like you said 12 hours later like oops we got to do some other things but we would talk about so much um from one subject to another and so um it just came in my spirit like Doc, why don't we just think about doing something and sharing with the world what we're talking about? Because I certainly thought it would be very interesting for people to hear about some of the subjects that were important to us in terms of mental health, men's health, women's health, a whole host of things that, you know, you go, we go from A to Z in our conversations. And so we thought that why don't we share our innermost conversations, if you will, with the world and see what they had to say. Absolutely. I know for us, we are always peering into each other's personal spaces and speaking into those personal spaces. And, you know, it's important to have that person in your life that you can bounce ideas off of and things off of and have that person in your life that can just really be authentic and be real and keep it real with you. And I know in my personal space, you've been one of those such persons that I can talk to and tell you, my thoughts and what's going on with me and how I'm feeling. And then uh, I, I appreciate the fact that even when I've told you some of the dark, dirty secrets, there's never been judgment. So we, as we were talking, as you said, we began to say, well, you know what, if we're dealing with this, if we're thinking about this, if these things are happening in our lives, it's probably happening in somebody else's well, life, right. you know, mm-hmm. and I know we talked about it, but we want the, the listeners to hear that our desire in this podcast, and I'll just see it in my words, and then you can share if you don't mind. Our desire is that we put this podcast in a, in a manner that people can grab it. We don't want to go and have to have anybody get a dictionary or a thesaurus to understand 
what we're talking That's about. Right. You know, I have a friend that wrote a book and he's a pastor. He wrote a book and when he got done writing the book, he, he put the book out. And when I tried to read the book, the first three chapters, I needed a thesaurus, a dictionary. <laughs> I needed a cross reference manual. And, and so, you know, when things are heavy drama like that, you know, people walk away and they don't really take anything with them. So I know we talked about it, but why do you want this to be tangible or people to get something from this? Right. I mean, as you said, I mean, I think every day people are grappling with a whole host of issues and I'll we just normalize some things in terms of, you know, no, you're not by yourself. We're along with you, right? And so just being able to um, reveal in a no judgment way, as you said, you know, yeah, we're grappling with that, but here are some solutions, right? And so we don't consider ourselves as experts in a whole bunch of things. We know what we are experts about, but we will have and invite guests to um, be with us so that they can go deeper on some things that they know that's their content expertise. And so just wanted to be able to center voices, black voices around things that we are um, struggling with, trying to get through. Um, every day we're on, we're hearing things in the news in our community. But there is a solution, and I believe that through our connections and the networks that we've been able to put together, that we'll have those folks who can help us get through this the daily daily challenges that we deal with, you know, um, each and every day. Yeah, I mean, daily challenges. You know, every day I always say every day is pregnant with purpose, mm. but sometimes it's pregnant with challenges, yes. you know? And so how do you, how do you find that person? How do you reach out to that person that can say, Hey, I need help. You know, a lot of times as a man, uh, we're taught to bottle up what we feel. We're mm-hmm. taught not to express it. Men are taught not to cry. You're weak if you cry. But I found that in life, if you don't laugh, you will cry. That's and right. sometimes you need that person or you need that, that answer. How do I get from here to there? So I know for me, my hope for this podcast is that when people listen They hear something that says, you know what, that's where I'm at. You know what, I'm going to be bold enough to make that first step toward change, you know, Mm -hmm. and and you can't change if you don't take that first step. You know, if you don't admit that you need help, I, you know, I was told, you know, not to say it this way, but I I told somebody one time, if my house is on fire, I don't care if a pink fire truck pull up and they got tutus (laughs) on, can they put out the fire? Can they get me out the house? You know, and and sometimes we got to just be willing to ask for help. And a lot of times we, we try to act like we're so strong, but you know, I tell people all the time, it's the ones that appear to be strong are the ones that really need help themselves, you know? So I'm hoping, you know, for my hope for this podcast is that people will be able to, you know, really get something from it, take something from it. And if it's just one nugget, put that nugget to work in their lives and then see how things go. So I know we were talking and we began to talk about ideas and things that we wanted to do and some of the things that we wanted to introduce. And I know we talked around uh, uh, February and what we were going to do as we launched this podcast. And so one of the things that was dear and near to our hearts was financial literacy or financial help and, Mm -hmm. and, and getting fit in your finances. So why was that so important to you? Right. You know, um, people are struggling every day. And I think with the big R, the recession coming, we really want to make sure that people are very wise about the resources that they have. And very often people are, oh, well, I don't have any money. But when you look about how much money you spend every day for lunch, right? If you just put some of that money away, half of the money that you spend for lunch and over the year, you could see that you could save so much. So we really wanted to make sure that people just were wise about their resources, you know, um, 
you know, I thank God that I have resources, but I can have much more if I leave the Amazon alone. Right? Oh, don't don't talk about that monster, <laughs> the Amazonian. <laughs> listen, listen, he's alive and well. You know, I, I decreed and declared. I said, okay, I'm going. I'm not buying nothing for for the first six months of this year. I mm. think that lasted for about two days when I looked across the street and saw the Amazon truck at my neighbor's house. I said, that's not fair that they're not coming to my house. Right. So, as you said, if we would just discipline ourselves, because sometimes I tell you, it's hard to to understand or to know uh, that that uh, you can make a change if you just be daring to make that one 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 step. So, That's right. I mean, and you're right. As a as a people, I think that we don't realize just how much uh, we have the ability to affect the economy. You know, uh, we spend so much, we buy so many things, but at the end of the day, are we making some of those choices work for us? That's right. You know, and and you know, there's nothing with, wrong with having Gucci, but as, as we like to say do you have some gucci stock did you do something to benefit yourself Mm -hmm. you know and so i know for me that uh, when i was taking this journey into changing my financial health i remember the person that was working with me had me to record everything I spent for 30 days. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I bought a pack of gum, I had to write it down and everything else. And when uh, she helped me to look back at the disposable income that I just, you know, you don't think about it. Gum here, as you said, lunch here. Mm -hmm. If you spend $10 on lunch a a, a day, if you go to work five days, you spend $10, that's $50. You know, you do that four weeks, that's a hundred, that's a, that's $200, you know, right there where you're saying I don't have, but if you change some of your views and some of your behaviors, you'd be surprised how much money that you really have to invest in yourself that's right well you know we have um, less scales that we're going to bring on as the financial expert he actually works in the corporate space but one of the things that he's so passionate about particularly for the african-american community is really helping um, this population and so his first session is going to be on what is financial wellness right he's going to be really taking us deeper into what is financial wellness and this is going to be a series and then the next one he's going to talk about getting your house in order Wow. Hello, somebody. Wow. Getting your house in order. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. And then the last part of the series is putting it all together. So how do we put all the get all what he's going to teach us together in a way that we can then take these practical skills and apply it to our lives? Well, you know, I know I've made some changes in my life that have put me in a better financial position, but I'm excited about knowing that he's going to talk and teach us. And I'm hoping, like you, as you said, I'm hoping that people will look and grab something excuse me, something from it. I'm going to definitely be there and I'm going to be listening and I'm going to be looking for ways that I can improve on where I am. Yes, you know, you never stop learning, you know, That's so right. you got to make yourself available. So I'm excited about the financial health. And then I also know, and as we talk in February, I just uh, wanted to say this. I know we're going to be talking about women's health in a little bit, but you know, February is heart health month. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to be looking at, uh, I know that you, you, that is very near and dear to you and that you have, uh, since, uh, losing your sister Rhonda to heart health. I know we lost Rhonda some years ago, but ever since then, uh, you felt it very important to bring awareness to heart health. And so, uh, another thing that you've done is always given back. I love that about you. You created the healthy, the red hat healthy heart luncheon. And yeah, we laugh when we say that, say that real fast Ooh, seven no, times, not, you know, not at all, not at all. <laughs> and I, I know that that's very, 
very near and dear to your heart to bring awareness to heart health because that's the number one killer of women. So so what happened and why was that so passionate? Besides Rhonda, why is it necessary for you to remind women about their health? Why do you do that? Right, because we don't recognize that it is the number one cause of um, death of for black women. We think it's cancer, but no, it's actually heart disease. And so to be able to talk about this and really give women ideas how to reduce stress as an example, we have to reduce our weight. So just really giving um, black women an understanding of under- what's happening to their bodies, right? That silent killer is what they call it. And so we wanted to be able to just provide information in a holistic way so that black women could really, really look at their own health and to also think about what other, um, when they're going through their annual examinations, what other parts of the examination that they need to think about. And so this information is going to be really um, informative for black women. Well, I'm excited about that. I mean, anybody that can get better, I know I'm, I'm looking forward to getting even in better health myself. So that's going to be a powerful time that we share around heart health as well in the month of February. So I'm excited about that. But then, you know, we're breaking into a subject that's probably going to be the rest of the year because we can talk about this subject until the cows come All home, if you right will. Mm-hmm. When you talk about relationships, relationships. bump, 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 <laughs> you know, boy, relationships, you know, uh, because we see, you know, I, I was watching something and, and I noticed something that seems to be in our black community as opposed to in the in the other communities. And that is it seems that we've lost a general a, 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 a genuine respect for black women and black men, mm-hmm. you know, and and I, I hear in our cultures a lot of times we refer to black women as the bee and she's a bee. She's this and she's that. And it's usually portrayed derogatory yes. out there. But we want to talk about that. What do you think is a reason? What has happened, you know, to the general respect for, for women and men in your thoughts? Well, you know, we just have really lost what our ancestors had really portrayed in terms of that strength of the black man and the black woman. I mean, there everyone had a role, right, in terms of keeping families together. And we've just, that has eroded. But I would also offer that some of the challenges within the um, larger social settings, um, when we think about the work that we do in child welfare, where fathers are you know, deemed absent, but they're not. Right. I did a study years ago on looking at the moral development of black boys with absent fathers. And what I found, the fathers were not absent. It's just that the public policy suggested that if they had a felony and lived in public housing, mom would lose her house. So guess what? The father couldn't be around. And we also had those surrogates, the pastors, the the grandfathers, the uncles. And so we have to get back to some of those principles that we had many, many years ago. And I also think that social media, and although we're going to be a part of that um, process in terms of social media, the whole idea, the access to negative information has overwhelmed the community. And so we want, at, through this podcast, to really talk about those issues, but really from a strength-based perspective. How do we look at the strengths of women, the strengths of men, the strengths of families in a different way? We really want to build families. We want to lift them up and not tear them down. Now, that's powerful right there. And you said about the, the negativity. You know, there's an old saying that says that... Um, uh, a lie takes the uh, elevator, but truth takes the stairs. Mm, you know, a lie good. will travel quicker and go around further. So I like what you said. That was very powerful about the fact that it's not that a father doesn't want to be there. It's that he was not allowed to he be was there. Not allowed. And so the narrative came out that black fathers don't want to be involved, that black fathers are not there when the system was designed to intentionally destroy the black family. So I'm, that's going to be powerful talking about that. And then there's so many other things that we were looking at, you know, why, why so many relationships 
relationships and marriages don't uh, don't succeed. And and then this thing that we we've talked about you and I constantly because it, it we're still trying to figure it out after all of our study and all of our degrees and everything else. This thing about this high valued man or whatever this 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 cliche or whatever it is because I have not been able to really put a definition there why a man would consider himself so high valued that he can only have a certain caliber of women so I know that we've laughed about it and we've talked about it and we've tried to define it and it was a gentleman that made a big niche for himself made money and everything else talking about the high valued man only to find that once he was no longer around when people got to peer in behind the curtain Mm -hmm. he was the wizard of Oz if you will once they peered in behind the curtain we found out he was not all that he said he was be so what did this this high valued man thing. What what is that? How does that hit you? Yeah, you you know, I mean, I think that there um, are some things that we all as uh, men and women need to think about and do our mirror work, if you will. Um, And so I I would offer that there were some um, core tenets and ideas that may have been palatable, but I think it's the way. And so we want to get into the conversation about, you know, how men, um, you know, they're visual, right? right and then right. women are sensitive and we, how we all flow differently. But we want to be able to share how do we take those differences, understand the difference is not good or bad, it's just different, but how do we embrace the differences in a different way so that we can have these wholesome and healthy um, relationships? And this notion of high value, that's objective, that's yeah. very subjective because, right. right. you know, I could say, hey, well, you're not high value what this one is. But so I think that's very subjective. And we have to think about what does that really mean? And once again, if it's that thing that's deteriorating our community, is that thing that become divisive in our community? Is that the thing that we really want to hold on to? But how do we say that we're high value people, high value families, high value um, employee, those sorts of things that makes us that terms of in terms of centering it in our values, in terms of centering it in our faith? In terms of sitting, centering in our work and our way, I think we need to think deep, more deeply about that. Oh, that's going to be a powerful time when we talk about relationships because there's so much that we can talk about. And, you know, we've experienced them good, bad and the ugly. And we're yeah, going to just will. really be truthful and transparent <laughs> Hello. and let the listener hear and peer into our personal space. You know, I teased and laughed when we were talking about this. I said, I'm a dish some tea, you know, being a pastor and being a bishop and being, you know, growing up in the church. What that looked like mm-hmm. for me, the absence of my father and how that impacted my life and how I dealt with women, you know, there, there's a saying that says we attack what we don't know, mm. you know, that difference. If, I, if I'm not comfortable, instead of me trying to embrace it, I attack it as if it's something bad or whatever, because you're different from me. So, uh, you know, that that disappears into as we close out that relationship piece, we're going to be talking about, you know, what do we need to unlearn? Unlearn. What do we need to stop that doing? Part. Yeah, mm-hmm. that part right there, mm-hmm. you know, and that can again was we unpack what we need to unlearn, what we need to share and what we need to go out. As you said, let's let's find that synergy, that thing we agree on and let's move forward to that. Move so everybody's that. high yes. value, yeah. you know, yeah, everybody's high value, you know, yes. exactly. And so I'm <laughs> excited about that, especially, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm newly married into a relationship that has just been phenomenal, you know, and I was talking to my wife, Melissa, and she said to me, she said, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop like you been too good this has been going and I told her I said girl I done dropped so many shoes before you got here I got one <laughs> shoe left and I'm trying to keep that shoe on you know I got a duct tape tied up and laced on and I got a couple bungee cords and I'm trying to keep my one shoe you know so we're going to talk about what we need to unlearn because I had to unlearn some unlearn stuff some stuff. That's there right. were some behaviors that I had in my life and you know again it's good to have people that really genuinely love you that can look at you and say you know what you cute but your breath stink you know mm-hmm. sometimes you just got to have that honest person 
person in your life. And so that's going to be a powerful time right there as we talk about relationships. And then I know we said we're going to get into uh, men's health and women's health. And I know for me, I've had some health challenges here recently. I had to go to the doctor, you know, the doctor says some things and I'm, I was concerned and I was worried because they were talking about my heart. Mm. And I thank God that the end result, it was not anything serious, but it was funny to me because the doctor told me, uh, the treatment for this is, is water, drink plenty of water mm-hmm. and exercise, get on the bike and, you know, get back on your Peloton. That's right. a free plug for Peloton. Y'all get back <laughs> on your bike and, and exercise, do some cardio to just get that heart going and that cardio going. And I know that a lot of times men, I realize men, we don't go to the doctor, you know, but I told somebody, what I said, that? you know what? I, I, I don't know. I don't know whether we see it. As, as as something bad or we're afraid of what we might you know hear but I'm a proponent I go to the doctor every year I go annually I get my prostate checked now because mm-hmm. I'm getting ready to be the big 6-0 this year All and right, you know somebody. I'm trying to be in the B crowd I want to be here you know I want to do some things and so you know I gotta get my health together and so I go to the doctor you know I said listen I, I told Melissa I said listen you ain't got to worry about me lying and telling you what's going on listen my toe hurt I'm gonna let you know because I might need you to help a brother yes, out you know but, but, but we've got to get past you know, these things that as black men, we don't go to the doctors. We don't get our physicals. We we don't take our medications and things like that. I tell people, people say, I don't want to take medication. I say, well, listen, sometimes you got to take the medications and pray against the side mm-hmm, effects. Mm-hmm. Believe God that he's going to use that medication to get you where you need to be. So I know that's going to be a powerful thing. And I'm going to share some things around that area of men's health. But what I can't talk about is I can't on my best day, I will never be a woman. So what are some of the challenges that you think that we need to bring up and talk about when it comes to women's health. Right. I think the same thing, you know, women, we typically do go to the um, doctor, you know, doing our annual uh, reviews and things like that. But there are some women who may not. But also the other thing that we want to do is talk about emotional, physical um, and psychological health. Sometimes we just talk about the physical part. But, you know, uh, more recently um, in Michelle Obama's new book, um, she talked about where she could not for 10 years could not um, stand her husband. And so people were like, what? But we really want to talk about the fact that women remain the primary caregivers of the children and their aging parents. And what that does psychologically and on the stress. So we're going to have a, 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 a girl chat okay. about what that really means about your health and all the things that we as women go through, but also have some experts to talk about. Here are some things you need to think about as you go through the aging process of a woman as well. You know, we don't always show our age because anti-aging and that good black don't crack. That is really, so people don't have no idea, you know, and a woman doesn't tell her age because I am of a certain age, but I won't tell you. But (laughs) nevertheless, we don't necessarily tell that, but so we may not look like that the age that we are, but our bodies are deteriorating. And so how do we think about aging gracefully through our bodies that we're in? So that's going to be a really good month to talk about women's wellness. Oh, that's going to be powerful. I'm looking forward to that. And like I said, there's so many challenges and so many things. So I'm going to be looking for the guests and looking forward to the guests that come in and talk about that and uh, you know as a man I want to get some of them secrets I want to learn some of those things you know <laughs> that y'all go through because I know as you said men are visual you yes. know and we if we can't get past the eye then it doesn't usually go much further you mm-hmm. know and we're, we're turned on by what we see so again that's going to be a powerful time and then you know unfortunately I, I talked about this even today uh, earlier today I was talking to somebody and they asked me how do you handle 
Uh, when you watch things in the news just recently, you know, is big situation happening in Memphis where a young man lost his life at the hands of the police. And then the 13 year old that, that ended up shooting his teacher and just all these things that are happening in our community. Every time we turn on the news, we see that violence is happening in the community. And so I know that's one of the topics we want to talk about because I know what it is to be a black man driving. I've been stopped mm-hmm. in my car. One time I was stopped by the police and he pulled me over. And when he pulled me over, the first thing out of his mouth was, do you like this car? You know, and wow. I was driving a particular vehicle that I, w- I had and I, I looked at him and I said, I know you didn't pull me over to ask me if I like this car. Mm-hmm. You know, so again, I know what it is to be a black man. You know, driving. I pray all the time for my son and my yes. grandsons and for the people, the men of our church and congregation and in our community as a whole, because it, it can be dangerous out there for right. a black man. But we see but even though it can be dangerous for a black man. And I know we get in an uproar whenever the police, a black man dies at the hands of the police or whatever. But. Yet in our community, we see black on black violence that is destroying our community. Why is that resonating with you? What are your thoughts that, you know, we're going to talk about when it comes to community violence? Yeah, well, you know, I think about this whole notion, just living while black. So it's not even just driving, it's living while black in this country. And so how do we think about um, the, the idea that there's post-traumatic slave syndrome? You know, um, Dr. Um, Joyce DeGroote has written about this. And so how do we think about the residual impacts in our community? And we don't talk about that. You know, it's like, oh, well, that was so many years ago. Oh, no, no, no. So even though we came here in 1619, there's been so much the other things, you know, and so this whole new Jim Crow and I, you know, when I think about the industrial complex of child welfare, that's a Jim Crow um, process. And right. so we got to think about what this deterioration of family, what this deterioration of um, actually people believing that they are somebody. If we understood our history, you know, there's attack on even understanding and, and having our history in school anymore. So when you don't know who you are, then you don't even like who you are. And so how do wow. we begin to think about Understanding how do we love ourselves? How do we really center our greatness in who we are as black people in this country and around the world? And so I think that if we begin to have those conversations and talk about black love in a really different way, maybe we can think about how do we arrest some of the things going on in our communities? Yeah, that's going to be powerful. I mean, that was a powerful statement. If you don't listen, you got to know who you are. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to, And it's okay to lean into who we are. We're powerful people. We've survived a lot. You know, we've we've done a lot. We've survived a lot. A lot of times we don't get credit for the things that we've done. And, you know, we have some of the greatest inventions that people around the world are yes. using and enjoying was designed and was developed and, and came about the, the toilet. Back. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, ain't nothing wrong with, with, with a peanut butter sandwich. But look how much has come from peanut butter and just mm-hmm. other things that that black people have been involved in. You know, I remember there was a movie and I won't call the title, but there was a movie about educated black women that helped science develop and get to the moon and everything else and did all the background uh, uh, mathematics and everything else. And so there's a lot of things that we've done as a people that, you know, has been taken from us, robbed from us, and the truth has not been told. So as we began to expose the incredible people that we are, I'm hoping that that will help uh, individuals begin to place a value on black lives that really needs to be there. And then, you know, everybody had a dream, you know, during COVID, we're still on the tail end and COVID is still out there. People people act like it's not out there, but COVID is still out there knocking knocking on doors, right? Please wear your mask, (laughs) sanitize your hand. You know, I had to laugh. I said, why do you got to keep telling people to wash their 
their hands. Don't you just, don't people just do that? You know, just, just wash your hands. Right. You know, that's just general. You know, I laugh all the time. I don't know why, but every time if I'm out at a restaurant or something and I go to the men's room, it just kills me that there's a sign that says employees must wash their hands. Why do you got to tell folk to wash their hands? You know, but, but as I, my point being that with COVID came, the launching of many businesses, yes. many African-American women mm-hmm. launched businesses. And so I know one of the things we want to talk and help people understand is we want to talk about starting your own business. Why? You're a businesswoman. You've been in business since I, since you was three years old. You know, yes. you sold your first cupcake and, <laughs> and you know, made, made cookies before Girl Scout cookies was even a thing. But you've been in business a long time. Why is it uh, uh, and what do you think is that uh, we want to bring to the forefront so people can hear about starting your own business? Why is that something you want to talk about? Right. Well, you know, I've just been an entrepreneur since I can remember. You know, I was always trying to figure out how I could capitalize on braiding hair or making cookies, lemonades and all that sort of stuff. And so fast forward, you know, obviously running a business. But I think that side hustle, you know, everyone is talking about, well, how do I do this? Whatever. I don't know anybody that doesn't have a second job or or something that they can do from their home. And so how do you um, take your talent, skills and ability and monetize it in a way that one can you can then move to generational wealth. And so this whole idea of how do I um, just do what I love to do? Because that people don't recognize that you can monetize what you love to do. But the, the, the components of building a business, that's something that is not necessarily known to us. So we want to be able to bring in an expert to talk about how do you ta- start your business? Is it going to be an LLC? Is it going to be a nonprofit? All those sorts of things will be really helpful for people who are interested in starting their own business. And, and you know, for me, I'm like, I got so many clothes. I'm thinking about how do I come up with a pop-up shop? You know, just to sell some things and move it into my foundation. So those sorts of things, those little um, nuggets of information is what we want to share. Yeah, it's going to be good. And, uh, you know, and we're going to definitely let people know when you start that business, please pay your taxes. Taxes. You know, you got to pay your taxes. You know, we've seen some of the greatest people that have done some great things get taken down because they didn't pay their taxes. Uh, So we're going to talk about not being greedy and doing what you got to do so that you can make a living and leave some residual wealth to your children. The Bible actually says a good father father leaves an inheritance yes. to his grandchildren you know so i'm telling you i told my kids this you know i teased my kids i said one thing for sure when i die y'all gonna cry and they were looking at me and they said well why? i said listen you're gonna cry because either i'm j- you're really broke up because i'm gone so you're crying because he's gone or you're gonna cry when you realize i spent your inheritance so, you know i've been re- i've been enjoying life so either way you're gonna cry at my funeral i told my kids that you know so but we're gonna talk about that that building your own business and then you know you know black people we 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 used to go to church and you know, church was a thing. And I know a lot of people can unpack and take apart church and say, it's this, it's that, it shouldn't be. But we're going to talk also about, you know, centering your life within your faith. But I want to move to the next topic. So we're going to talk about faith and in, 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 in building your faith in one of our podcasts. But one of the things that I love, and it's going to be a big fun time, we're going to talk about fashions, the do's and the don'ts, and then how to look good on a budget. Oh, no. I, I, I know that's that's something because, you know, you know, people can't can't see you right now, but you're always dressed to the nines. You already got your face did, your nails did, your this, that, and the other, and you put your pieces together. And I'd say men are visual. Mm-hmm. So we like to see a well put together woman. I'm telling you, nothing is finer than a black woman who is well put together. Say and, it yeah, now, you know, say it and now. I mean y'all come in all shapes, sizes, colors, you know. Y'all can have long hair one minute, short hair the next, you can have nails scratching in one minute. Y'all can change up in so many ways. So passion do's and don'ts. What 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 say, jump in, say something about oh, that. You know, That's gonna be I, fun. Listen, you know. 
know I love a fashion moment. And so I've been during COVID, um, it's been interesting. Once I finished my, um, my doctorate, I went and said, Oh, well, we're ha- at home. What to do? What to do? So I was introduced to a couple of influencers that I follow and I'm like, Oh my goodness. And so, um, I've always been in the fashion. And so to be, to really help people understand, like you don't have to l- spend the whole, you know, your whole check, but you can look like you spent a million. Right. Right. And so how do we look at, how do you find things in the at the thrift store? Like thrifting is a big thing about the young people. They love thrifting. It's stuff that we gave away, but they're like, oh my goodness, this is a gem. So how do we think about whether we shop on Am- Amazonian, oh, whether Lord. we go to the Amazonian <laughs> or we go to Saks Fifth Avenue or whatever? How do we put the low end with the high end and make it look good? And what you should not do. You should not be wearing a maxi skirt with a long coat that's going to make you look, and particularly when you're short like myself. So we're going to teach people how to do some things um, on a budget, but still look fine as wine. So now that's going to be powerful. I know you said thrifting. I, 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 you know, I went when I grew up. My mother used to go to the thrift store because she was taking care of six boys by herself. Mm-hmm. You know, so she had to do what she had to do, as they say, make it do what it do. Make it, do. you know. So she would go. So when I got older, I, I swore I said I'm never going to the thrift store. Uh, uh-uh. uh, and <laughs> no, never going to. Like to this day, I don't want nobody's cream of wheat. You know, I ate too much of it growing up. Love I don't cream. care. I don't care what you do to it. You could put Jesus. Jesus and the disciples can make the cream of wheat. I'm not eating cream of wheat, Jesus. Okay, I'm just gonna let him know. You better turn this into some fish and bread, and then brother can get down. But but you know, I remember I went with a one a, a couple of people. They were going. I was riding the car, and they said we want to go in the thrift store. So I was like, oh god. So I, I covered my face, went in the thrift store. I'm looking around the thrift store, and here I find a Robert Graham shirt for seven dollars. I'm screaming like, y'all, this is a Robert Graham shirt. It's only seven dollars. They're like, be quiet and buy the shirt before they raise the price. You know. So so you're right. You can do some things on a budget and come out and look really good without spending a lot of money. I know we can really wrap this up because we wanted to just give people an exposure about what's up, cause and what it's really about. Out. But, you know, uh, we're going to also have some monthly focus reminders and we're going to insert some of those things in. And I know we're we're going to have some comedians come in and do some things with us and for us. And, you know, laughter is good yes. medicine. The Bible says that a merry heart is good medicine. And, you know, it's good to laugh. So we're going to have a have a comedian come in and do some things and just spend some time laughing. But I know we talked around February being uh, Heart Health Awareness Month, and we want to do that. But what are a couple of other ones that we want to bring some awareness to? Sure. We know that April is Child Abuse Prevention Month. And so we want to bring attention to the young people who are in foster care and some of the challenges in that space. And certainly in May is uh, Mental uh, Health Awareness Month. And so, again, as I said, earlier around uh, black women are in our mental health, we want to really hone in on what's going on in mental health in the African-American community. And then September is Kinship Care Month, you know, near and dear to my heart. And so we'll talk about, you know, bring in some grand families and talk about how kinship care has helped them. So we're really looking forward to our lineup uh, this year, knowing that the content that we're trying to put together is going to be rich for our communities and just so excited about what's up, cuz. Yeah, what's (laughs) up, cuz. I'm looking forward to it. So we just wanted to share with you our listeners what uh, what uh, what's up cuz is all about it is about uh, really bringing some awareness to challenges that we face with a particular focus on african-american people our people we're not we're unapologetic about it you know we're going to bring it right down there and you know when you said about that mental health that's so important because you know in the black community we believe you pray it out you don't Mm -hmm. go to the doctor you don't go do what you need to do but we're going to bring some awareness and bring it into a practical way that every listener every time they tune in can take a nugget away from them and really enjoy and be grateful 
uh, for the information shared. So I'm excited, amen, to really actually, amen, like I'm in the pulpit. I, <laughs> I'm excited about what we're going to do. I'm excited about what What's Up Cuz is going to present. I'm excited to be with the one and only doctor. I call her D-Square because she's got two doctorates, you all. You know, she loved education so much so. I don't know who done it, but she went back and got a second doctorate. And we're going to just throw those doctor titles to the side for a yes. minute so we can talk with reality, truth, and plainness so that every time you tune in, you will take something away from our time together so we're excited about what's up class wanted to give you a foundation about what we're doing look for our broadcast uh, for the month of february as we come out with financial literacy and then we're going to keep it rolling next we said with, with relationships i don't know if we'll get through that in one podcast or we not because there's not. so much involved in relationships <laughs> but we're excited about what's up cuz and we hope that you will tune in to uh, the next episode of what's up cuz with the one and only dr sharon mcdaniel and myself dr david brock until we meet you guys stay strong and as we say when we ride motorcycles keep the shiny side up and we'll talk to you soon here on what's up cuz What's up, cuz?